Um, just before Gavin comes up, I want to introduce him um, and the topic. As uh, Brett spoke last night, church, on the topic of serving, and then in our young adult studies, um, we wanted to do a specific emphasis looking at serving and looking at passages that um, we as a young adult community can be serving the body of Christ and also how we are to relate to the body of Christ. Um, we chose three different passages in Paul's letters. And the passage that we're looking at tonight is one that we didn't look in our small groups, but it's where Paul actually speaks from his own experience in Acts 20 and shares his own heart around serving and his own heart around sort of his whole life's work and his whole life's mission. Um, so that's what Gavin's going to speak on. And just, uh, I think Mark's coming up to read your passage. Um, just before he does that, I'd like to pray specifically for Gavin as he opens the word of God that God would speak to us tonight. So let's pray. Lord, just come to you again. Um, We've worshipped to you, Lord. We've spoken to you and we ask now that you would now come and speak to us. Um, yeah, that through your word and as Gavin teaches it, Lord, that we uh, would hear from you and be challenged by you in areas that you would want to challenge each one of us, Lord, um, and that you'd stir us up as a community to be people who are serving your church, encouraged in that if we are doing it, Lord, and if we need challenge in that, Lord, then would you do that to us tonight? Um, yeah, we ask now that through your Holy Spirit, you would speak through Gavin to each of us here tonight. Amen. Acts 20, verse 17. Now from Miletus, he sent to Ephesus and called the elders of the church to come to him. And when they came to him, he said to them, You yourselves know how I lived among you the whole time from the first day that I set foot in Asia, serving the Lord with all humility and with tears and with trials that happened to me through the plots of the Jews how I did not shrink from declaring to you anything that was profitable and teaching you in public from house to house, testifying both to Jews and to Greeks of repentance toward God and a faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. And now, behold, I'm going to Jerusalem, constrained by the Spirit, not knowing what will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies to me in every city that imprisonment and afflictions await me. But I do not account my life of any value nor as precious to myself, if only I may finish my course in the ministry that I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. And now, behold, I know that none of you among whom I have gone about proclaiming the kingdom will see my face again. Therefore, I testify to you this day that I am innocent of the blood of all, for I did not shrink from declaring to you the whole counsel of God. Pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers, to care for the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood. I know that after my departure, fierce wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock, and from among your, from among your own selves will arise men speaking twisted things to draw away the disciples after them. Therefore, be alert, remembering that for three years I did not cease, night or day, to admonish everyone with tears. And now I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you the inheritance among all those who are sanctified. I coveted no one's silver or gold or apparel. You yourselves know that these hands ministered to my necessities and to those who were with me. In all things, I have shown you that by working hard in this way, we must help the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. And when he had said these things, he knelt down and prayed with them all. And there was much weeping on the part of all. They embraced Paul and kissed him, being sorrowful most of all because of the word he had spoken, that they would not see his face again. 
and they accompanied him to the ship. Thank you, Mark. Um, evening, church. Um, good to be here, and it's good to be able to get into the Word of God, and, and um, good to be able to read the Word of God. Someone's left a pair of glasses up here, which is probably handy for me. I've I've um, figured out that I can use like a, a Surface Pro come iPad and it's really good because um, it's really bright and I can make the words really big, um, which is really good as my, I'm finding my eyes aren't as good as what they used to be. Um, so we're, yeah, we've had this privilege of being able to look through the Word of God and, and look at um, serving in particular. And we're kind of in the middle of doing that um, through some of the home groups and, and that we looked at Romans uh, 12 last last week, which was really um, a great time of, of kind of uh, looking and growing. And today we're just looking at those verses in Acts chapter 20. So to, to give us a bit of context around that, um, Paul's traveling to Jerusalem and he, he's mainly doing that by ship and it's part of his third missionary journey. Um, he has been warned that suffering awaits in Jerusalem, but he knows he has been called by God to go there and he's following this calling. Prior to this, he survived a riot in Ephesus um, and continues ministering in Greece before coming to this port in Miletus. And here he calls the Ephesian elders um, to, from Ephesus to meet him here. Um, Ephesus was about 48 kilometres um, away, and, but Paul had a mission. He wanted to get to Jerusalem and he wanted to get there before um, the day of Pentecost. And we know that in, in verse 16, just before the verses we've read. Um, so he's got this mission to get there. So he, he doesn't want to waste time traveling a day or so to get to Ephesus, talk to the elders, and then travel um, a day or so to get back to the ship. So he gets them to come to him. And that's where we're kind of up to at the moment. And in, in these verses, we get a really lovely picture. And Paul gives us a picture of serving, which we can utilize today as we seek to serve each other and to be a part of the body of Christ at Hukunui Bible Church. And Paul's service stems um, to others has stemmed directly from his ultimate desire to serve the Lord. And this should be where our first desire should also be. We serve others through our desire to serve the Lord first. Paul served others by putting Jesus first. And he had suffered tribulations and he went through heaps and heaps of difficult times for the sake of the gospel and he knew he would suffer and he was going to suffer more as he goes forward. But, you know, that was okay with Paul because as long as he was serving the Lord because he personally knew the gospel of the grace of God, the good news of the grace of God. God's grace and the gospel are entirely free of charge to those who receive. We don't have to pay it back and we have done nothing to earn it. And Paul's heart here is to proclaim to the people the need for repentance towards God and faith towards our Lord Jesus Christ. And we read that in verse 21. Repentance to God and faith in Jesus Christ. The gospel of the grace of God. That was Paul's heart. And Paul showed the love of Christ and built community through his words, his action, his encouragement, and his strengthening of others. And that's the challenge for us, folks. 
we're here, the challenge to us is, are we putting Jesus first so that we can serve others through sharing the gospel, being an encouragement and strengthening others through our words and actions? That's our challenge today at Hukunui in 2021. So how did Paul practically live out this challenge that he had and live out this reality of the grace of God that grace of God that had been shown to him. So we're just going to have a look at five ways. There's plenty more, but we're just going to have a look at five ways how God um, has done this through Paul. So um, in verses 18 and 19, uh, I'm not going to read those because I can't read my, my Bible from it. Someone else can. If anyone want to read verses 18 and 19 out nice and loud. Tom, how about you? You look like you've got your Bible ready. Thank you. He lived a life worthy of the gospel. Paul lived a life worthy of the gospel. From day one, Paul's life was one of humbly serving the Lord. He let his life show who he served, and he continued to do this all the time he was with them. He says here in verse 18, in the manner I always lived among you. So as we seek to serve others, are our lives reflecting the one that we ultimately serve, our Lord Jesus Christ? Do people see Jesus in us by the things that we do and the things that we say? You know, sometimes this is really hard. And because we are sinful people, we're saved sinners, we make mistakes, we have life pressures that come on us and issues to deal with. But friends, this should be our focus our focus to humbly serve the Lord in all we do. And I, I know that sometimes I'm not a good light uh, for Christ in the things that I do. Um, I was reminded of this very avidly, um, vividly um, on our drive to church last week. I was, um, uh, I was emceeing and, and as as is usual case for us, we're, we're running it pretty tight, you know, time-wise. And um, I'm driving along Wairiri Drive, and we're coming up to a point where it's kind of two lanes merge into one. And I'm thinking, I need to kind of get over. And I'm starting to move over, and this car comes driving past. And, and, kind of, and I'm thinking, they're not going to let me over. They're not going to let me over. So they go past, and then I start getting really frustrated, and I'm, and I'm kind of verbalizing this in the car. And um, that person didn't let me, didn't let me through. And then, and then Lisa's kind of reminding me that, the, that um, bit of conscience saying, actually, you were um, squeezing them out. You weren't doing the right thing. And then I'm trying to kind of vindicate it in my own mind that everything that I was right. And then, she, then we're driving along and Lisa's saying to me, you know, you, you were in the wrong there. And that person could be coming to church. And because and we're, we're, we're heading along to Wairiri Drive and we're driving along and then, then I'm starting to feel guilty and I'm starting to think, oh man, imagine if they are coming to church and, and I've got to stand up in church and I've got to MC. And, um, and then we get to that roundabout where, where like we would veer off left and I'm kind of like watching them, watching them, watching them. And, and then thankfully they went another way and we went this way and, and I'm kind of breathing a little sigh of relief in my mind. But you no, know, in that car, with my family, they saw that I'm not perfect and they saw that I get frustrated and sometimes I'm not the light for Christ that I should be. And if, if you were that person that was in that car, 
young, probably mid-twenties lady, nice blue car kind of thing. If that was you, I do apologise. Um, but, you know, I, I have to apologise to my children because, you know, that was the, probably the example of not what to do kind of thing, not the example of what to do. Dad's list of not what to do is pretty long. Um, but, you know, sometimes we make mistakes. But our heart's desire should be to serve the Lord. Heart's desire should be to be a light for Christ and to the people. We should live um, and desire to live a life worthy of the gospel as we serve the Lord. We also learn from these that Paul cared deeply for the people he served. He cared deeply for the people he served. Paul talks of serving with many tears and trials in verse 19. And in verse 36, he knelt down and prayed with them all. Then they all wept freely. Paul invested himself into the lives of the people he met and lived with. And when we invest ourselves into the lives of people, and when we care about them physically and spiritually, we make a difference to them and we make a difference to us and we all benefit. Many of us belong to uh, home groups at um, Hamilton, um, at Hukunui Bible Church. Um, and that gives us the opportunity to get to know those in our groups more deeply, more than just it does on a Sunday morning. And Lisa and I have the, the privilege of being part of a young adults home group. And it has been an incredible blessing for our family, uh, just a blessing getting to know these wonderful young people and young adults that we have as part of our group. We have been hugely encouraged personally by getting to know them. And we have a home group messenger chat, and it's really encouraging um, when someone puts something on there and they have a need. They, they need prayer for something. Um, they've got exams coming up. They've, they've got something going on in their life. And then people coming back and saying, yeah, man, we're going to pray for you. We're going to pray for you. We're going to keep you in our prayer. And what an encouragement that is to see the body of Christ getting around and alongside each other, supporting each other and investing in each other's lives. Caring deeply for the people that are around us. Thirdly, we learn from Paul that he served all people, whether in large groups, small groups, or individual. He cared for them, and he served them. In verses 21, 20 and 21, Paul says, I kept back nothing that was helpful, but proclaimed it to you and taught you publicly or, um, taught you publicly or from house to house, testifying to the Jews and also to Greeks. So Paul's predominant service was telling people of the need for repentance towards God and faith towards our Lord Jesus Christ. And we see that in verse 21. But your service may be practical. It might be mowing lawns for somebody. It might be cooking meals. It might be being a listening ear. It might be encouraging others. It might be cleaning the church. And so whether you're serving in large groups like in the church, or families in your neighbourhood, or the person that's sitting next to you at work or in the uni class, we have a privilege to be able to serve others through that so that Christ can be glorified. We also read uh, that Paul 
kept his eyes on things eternal. In verse 24, Paul says, but none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself, so that I may finish the race, my race with joy, and the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. NIV says it like this, However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. Now, friends, when we serve, it's really easy to let our minds wander and to come off the eternal, come off the real focus of our Lord Jesus Christ. Often when we're serving, we can think about the things and what other people um, are thinking of us. We might be thinking, you know, do they think I'm an especially good Christian because of what I'm doing? Maybe they think I'm really silly. Am I embarrassing myself doing this? Or am I just ticking off this serving thing so that I can get back to doing what I really, really want? Paul's focus was on Christ and the task he had asked him to do. When we keep our focus on Jesus and have a desire to serve him, serving others will be a byproduct of serving Christ. When we serve Christ, part of that, what will come from that, will we will desire and want to serve others. Fifthly, we read here that there is a blessing in serving others. In verse 35, Paul says, I have shown you in every way by laboring like this that you must support the weak. And remember the words of the Lord Jesus that he said it is more blessed to give than to receive. If we have an opportunity to serve the body of Christ or others outside of our church, friends, take it. It is not only a blessing to the people you serve, but it is truly a blessing to ourselves also. If we can show a little bit of the grace of God to others, what a privilege that is. And we don't do it for what we can get out of it, but we do get blessed by doing it when we serve other people. A number of you would have been involved in the, um, when the young adults did the, the serving day and uh, there were so many things that were done and it was just a wonderful thing as part of this church to see that happening. There was people cooking meals, there were people doing gardening, there was painting, there was firewood, getting cut, all these kind of jobs that were getting done and they're all done with the focus of serving and helping other people within the body. And um, for, you, for those of you that did that, um, I'm sure that you came away from that feeling really, really blessed. You came away from that thinking, well, that was a really neat opportunity to be able to do that. And I can guarantee that the work you have done, the things that you did, um, blessed other people a huge amount. Lisa and I, when, when we've had our, our kids a little while ago now, but, um, you know, we were blessed hugely with people bringing us around meals. Um, they just took one of those jobs off the list. Um, I know Lisa and the children that were there were very blessed that I didn't have to cook meals. So you do, when you bless others, you come away from it being blessed yourself. 
So as we look at these verses, there are many things that we can take away from these. But let's just recap on what we have looked at so far as we seek to serve others, whether in our church or whether it be people we come across in our daily lives. Friends, we need to live a life worthy of the gospel. We need to care deeply for those we serve. We are called to serve all sorts of people. When we're doing it, keep your eyes on all things eternal. And when we serve, we not only bless others, but we are blessed ourselves. And how do we do these things? We serve others best when we put Jesus first in our lives. When we know the grace of God in our own lives. His grace is a gift. It's unmerited, it's undeserved, it's unsought, and it's unlimited. And no matter what we have done, no matter the depths of our transgressions, no matter the darkness of our hearts, God's grace overrules it all. So if we know God's grace in our own lives, how can you show God's grace to others this week? Giving of ourselves to others so that Christ, as Christ has given his all to us. Can we give ourselves by giving time? That preciousness of friendship that keeps in touch with the lonely or the struggling. Those people that we know who need someone to be the feet and hands of Christ in their life right now. You might have a skill or you might have an ability that you can use that can be a huge blessing to others. Grab the opportunity that comes because it is a blessing. We can all do an inventory of all God has given to us and count our blessings rather than look at the difficulties that come in our lives. We can come with thankful hearts to the Lord for all he has done and seek to serve others through the abundance of grace that he has poured out in our own lives. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just come before you and are so thankful for the grace of God, the abundance of your grace and mercy poured out on us. Lord, we uh, have done nothing to deserve it, but you have given it so freely. And Lord, we pray that our lives may be a light for you amongst the people we, we talk with, we live with, and we share with, Lord, um, that through the abundance of grace you have poured into us, that we can also pour out onto others and serve others um, so that ultimately, Lord, you are glorified. May that be our hearts and our desire, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.